The Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news. My name is Murio Mob Justice Gavaz and I'll be your host until about 8pm. Who's to say that uh, the world of business can't be um, exciting? Definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to educate, inform and entertain you about the world of business. For today, it's an exciting show. It is the very last day of the month, the 31st of October, um, which means as is our tradition, here on the business bus uh, we take time to celebrate uh, young people in South Africa uh, 35 years and below who are doing the things in uh, their particular industry and for today uh, we are happy we have a family affair uh, because uh, we have uh, Kelly Bonnet am I pronouncing that correctly yes, yeah you are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have Kiketso Kekeletso, yes. yes, in the building with us. And uh, they are going to be telling us about, uh, you know, their foray into, uh, can I call it construction? Manufacturing. manufacturing that's that's how okay they're going to be telling us about uh, uh, the manufacturing business um, that they have because um, I actually saw Keribone a few weeks ago pitch and polish uh, and quite impressed uh, they make uh, they make bricks from recycled materials such as plastics and that's right right yes and uh, I was like yes the, the, this is what we need um, on the business bus so we're going to be talking to both of them and uh, what's rare about today's uh, brand new heavy simply because we're not used to having families, you know, in business with each other. Everyone talks about the horrors of uh, doing, you know, bu- doing business with each other. Uh, but today we're going to be exploring um, how to actually make it a success and just, you know, some of the things that, uh, you know, actually make it work out. So that's how the show is going to be um, looking like for today. So definitely make sure you um, hold on to your seats. Uh, remember that you can keep in touch with us uh, on social media. And then uh, on Facebook, we are VARFM. That's a voice of Vits, and you can also find our other Facebook page that is the Vits Radio Academy, and then on Twitter we're at VowFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. You can also stream the station live on VowFM.co.za, and remember that you can also WhatsApp us on 0840784912. Remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz Show are available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So that's how our show is looking like. On the other side of this, we're going to be getting into uh, the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a round of the week's top trending uh, business and economics news and then on the other side of that we'll be getting into the buffalo index uh, for your uh, for the state of your 100 rand so that's how the show is looking like on the other side of this we get into the business wrap keep it locked this is the business buzz business wrap was level pasha it's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we are joined by our financial expert. Uh, we have uh, Lebo Pasha, uh, who's just going to be telling us what's been going on in and around the economy. Lebo, how are you? Lebo? Hi, good evening. Good evening, Mudiwa, and good evening to the listeners as well. Oh, no, no, it's, it's definitely good to hear from you, especially after we have had uh, such an interesting uh, midterm budget speech um, uh, from our finance minister. What did you make of it? Well, it was a little bit disappointing, <laughs> uh-huh. but I think it's also a bit unfair because we're judging him uh, based on the past probably decade where promises have been made and we've had very little delivery on some of those promises. Yeah. But just as a highlight to the listeners, we, we basically spoke to um, trying to achieve better fiscal sustainability. So in other words, trying to cut spending um, in addition to $21 billion next year and $29 billion the following year. Yeah. We said that government needs to find an extra $50 billion of savings over the next three years. We've spoken about cutting spending on state-owned entities, ESCOM, he said we need to support it, but it definitely needs to be reformed. Mm. Same with FAA. The not-so-great news was around ETOL, where he said that um, ETOLs are here to stay. And it's called a lot of uh, political repercussions because the ANC had promised people of counting that um, ETOLs would, would um, be taken care of in inverted commas. Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen um, some reaction as well from Fitch, which has been quite interesting. 
uh, because they've already rated our economy as sub-investment grade or, or junk. Yeah. But they've basically come out to say that, well, um, this, this midterm budget has failed to show any sort of clear path to how SA, uh, South Africa is going to deal with our current um, debt crisis. And that, I think, is a big question. I think he said a lot, but it's very thin on implementation. I think cutting salaries of cabinet or freezing salaries of cabinet ministers, MCs, and premiers is a start, and also making them fly economy class. But we definitely know that that's not going to be a huge saving. It's a good gesture, but maybe we need to see a lot more saving in the bigger spend areas like in health and and in education. Or we need to see a lot more efficiency in government. Mm. And I don't know how he's going to achieve that. And how did you feel um, just around some of uh, what was being said? I, uh, you know, just watching the speech yesterday, um, our, our, our finance minister is a very animated character. And he kept referring to the economy yeah. like, a, like an aloe plant um, that needs to yeah. be watered. <laughs> you know, yeah. but uh, it seems that things aren't so good, especially on the unemployment front. Uh, front, sorry, because I'm hearing that that particular rate has actually gone up um, this week. Yes, yeah, so unfortunately, um, a few days before our midterm budget speech, that they came out to tell us that while um, unemployment has, has, has risen in South Africa by another 0.1%, but looking at all of those sort of um, economic indicators broadly, it, it shows that we really need something big to happen in this country. That aloe plant that um, the Minister of Finance has been talking about hasn't been cared for or, or watered for almost a decade where we've been waiting for government to do the right thing um, and cut spending, cut inefficiency, and, and really start supporting um, young people um, of this country in, in, in not just getting employment, but also in starting up businesses. So we've failed in quite a lot of areas, and it's difficult because he's now been forced to make a lot of very politically unpopular decisions to get us over the line. No, no, no. It seems it seems to be a tough one. Um, my last question, just on that particular budget speech, do you feel like the country has received it in a positive manner, or uh, is it? Or are we in that zone where we just feel like, oh, it's just another speech, nothing is going to change, we'll just wait for the budget next year? I think um, for the average South African, I think the big thing will definitely be ETOs. Yeah. Um, that will definitely be, be something that will hit the back pocket of most uh, people in Gauteng. Not just Gauteng, but also broadly, because um, South Africa's economy is, is largely driven by activities in, in, in Gauteng. Mm. And then... Generally, I feel uh, people more um, closer to, to sort of the economy and working in corporate are really waiting to hear what Moody is saying. We, I've, I've just said what, what Fitch is saying, but I, I think everybody is just waiting to hear what Moody's will say. And mm. whether they'll, they'll either um, um, downgrade us to junk status or, or the review will come out saying that they've got a negative outlook on the economy. Because definitely when you read that, that medium-term budget speech, um, there isn't any concrete sort of solution to some of our very big problems, like how to practically cut government spending so that we can afford to settle some of the debts or stop debt from rising to, to um, dangerously high levels. Because in that same speech, the minister also speaks about debt potentially rising to about 70% of GDP in, mm, in, in mm. three years' time if, if nothing is done. And at that sort of level, we'll have a country that's collapsed because we'll, we'll just not be able to afford to, to, to pay for our monthly expenses as, as a country. No, no, no. It's such a tough one. But on uh, on to, I don't know whether we can call it uh, better news, but Black Friday, um, I actually didn't, I had actually even forgotten that there's a thing called Black Friday. <laughs> no, you can't. And, and did you know it's Halloween today? So, um, talking about things black, uh. um, <laughs> um, I'm scary because on Black Friday last year, um, we had close to 3 billion rand being spent by South Africans on promotion. Mm. So that's quite scary and I should scare people because it's Halloween today. But I think the, the main thing around it is spend wisely. I think 
with all of the the sort of negative news we've heard this year, yeah. don't go and spend foolishly. Plan ahead, know exactly what you need to buy, and um, already start now. Start now researching prices for, yeah. for things you feel you need to buy, maybe presents for people in December, maybe necessities if you need a new computer or um, new appliances. Start shopping now, start looking around, check what the prices are, because just because something has a big sign on it that says sale mm. it does not mean that it, it is cheaper than it was a month or two before. So um, also don't fall into the trap of walking into stores and seeing that um, items aren't special and buying stuff you did not plan to buy. Mm. And then I think also just being just being a smart, um, a smart consumer. In a lot of cases, you need to plan ahead. Um, some stores will have a very limited number of goods on, on promotion, and they're allowed to do that. They can sell... Um, five or ten or even one of, of, of a particular item just to draw you into the store and be careful about what you buy. Have have the actual list of the items you feel you can afford to buy and at what price it would definitely still be affordable for you to buy those items. Because um, retailers have struggled this year. It's been a tough year for retailers and they're definitely not planning to lose money on, on Black Friday. They're planning to make money. Um, just for the listeners uh, who may have missed it, when is Black Friday and is our Black Friday falling on the same day as the international one, like the American one? Yes, our Black Friday will be on the same um, date as the American one. I think it's the 29th of November, yeah. the correction. But um, I'm mentioning this now in the spirit of good financial planning. <laughs> so it's month end right now. Yeah. People know exactly how much money they've got left in their bank account after David orders, mm. and they should sit down right now and start really considering what is it that they need or have a very strong want to buy on Black Friday and start comparing prices as early as now. Don't wait for the day before or on a lot of people will go out shopping on Black Friday and yeah. come back home with appliances um, and, and all sorts of other things that they did not really plan to buy but they end up buying anyway. And in a lot of cases, those items um, are, are, are more expensive than they were before. And in some cases, some retailers will move old stock at, at what you believe are incredible prices, mm. but you're actually buying um, stock that they couldn't move throughout the year. It's Halloween today, and uh, our financial expert, uh, Lebo Pasha, telling us, scaring us into financial planning. He's saying austerity is the best way forward. You need to be wise on Black Friday, which is likely to fall on the 29th of November. And he's saying that just because something is written sale or special does not mean that it's on sale or that it's an actual special. You have companies um, that are out here trying to um, sell you goods at higher than uh, their cost price and just feeding you uh, something that's called a special, but it actually not. Now, on the other side of that, you was also just telling us um, that the South African economy has been in focus, especially with uh, unemployment, which is said to be risen early, earlier this week. I think we are talking about a 29.1% unemployment rate uh, together with the midterm budget speech that was given by uh, Finance Minister Tito Mboweni yesterday. And he's uh, saying a lot of things um, we might find ourselves at us at a place where debt to GDP might be sitting at 70%, uh, which is actually quite scary. And uh, Lebo is actually saying that uh, cutting uh, salaries or freezing salaries, sorry, of... uh high-level civil servants might not be enough, uh, that there's more that needs to be done in the economy. So that's been it in terms of our business wrap. On the other side of this, we get into the Buffalo Index. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. It's time for us to get into the Buffalo Index as a part of the show uh, where we give you the state of your 100 rand, you know, because, you know, the the Buffalo, that is the 100 rand. We'd like to let you know uh, what your 100 rand can do for you. And for today's since we have, um, you know, people that are in the manufacturing uh, business and specifically the brick uh, manufacturing business. We decided let's go and see what a hundred rand can do for you when it comes to uh, some of the common uh, 
uh, brick materials that are out there. So we went and we scoured uh, Builders Warehouse and we found that um, the most expensive brick uh, that uh, you can find, I think at the moment, I'm not sure if it is the most expensive, but uh, one of the more pricey one is something called a Roman face brick, now, which costs 6 rand 50, which means for your 100 rand, uh, you can get around 15 of those. And then there's something called a Roma Cameo Rosso brick uh, that's coming in at around uh, 3 rand 50, so you can get around uh, 28 and a half which I, it's 28, right? Because you can't get half a brick. I don't think anyone's going to do that for you. And then uh, the three and four uh, cost the same. Uh, the first is something called a stock clay brick. And then that's uh, at 1.50, so you can get about 66 of those. And then the other one is something called a cement stock brick. This is not an exhaustive list. I did not know how many types of bricks there were until I actually went and, um, you know, we did this particular research. So you can get 66 six of those so for a hundred rand you can actually do quite a lot um in the in the brick sector if you're if you're looking for some bricks uh, my question just becomes what does 66 bricks actually look like on a wall like what can i actually do with that like is that like is that like 20 centimeters of the ground of like what does that actually mean uh, so we just we're going to be talking to the ladies on the other side of this as we get into our main topic and they can let us know how much their bricks are and how they are you know perhaps better than uh, these particular bricks that we're talking about here and actually what goes into the pricing of a brick because i did not know like a like a stock clay brick one rand fifty like what is the margin on this thing like i'm just wondering to myself but that's the conversation we're going to be having um that's it so that's been it in terms of our buffalo index it's an interesting one so i'm just gonna run through that again uh roman face brick you can get 15 of those uh roma cameo rosso brick you can get 28 and then for your stock clay brick you can get say it's 66 and you can get the same number for your cement stock break so that's been it in terms of our buffalo index this is the business buzz the buffalo index on the business buzz if it's land we've got just the line for you call our landline on 011-717-9881 more justice on the business buzz Welcome back. This is the Business Buzz. Remember that you can keep in touch with us on Facebook. We are Vow FM. That's Voice of Vits. And you can also find our other Facebook page. That is Vits Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, our hashtag is hashtag uh, Business Buzz. And you can also find us at Vow FM. So it's time for us to get into our main topic for today, which is our brand new heavy. Every last Thursday of each month, uh, we want to celebrate young people in South Africa who is who are doing um, the things in their industry. And uh, for today, uh, we have uh, the founders of uh, Ramtilo. Am I? I need these pronunciations to be correct. So Ramtilo, is that correct? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. So we're in studio uh, with uh, Kiribone and Keleketso. Kekeletso. Yes, you see, this is why I'm saying this thing. Uh, in studio, they're going to be telling us. So, firstly, uh, can you guys just uh, introduce yourselves? And uh, these are sisters, by the way, and they're in business. Uh, so, just tell us who are you, who are you? and um, I guess, where do you, firstly, uh, Kekeletso, tell us where did you grow up? And then, uh, Keribone, you can then tell us how you guys decided to get into the business. Okay, well, I'm Kekeleto. Mm. I am born and bred in Sasobok, yeah. a small town in the Free State. It's about an hour or so away from Johannesburg. And Kitty is my older <laughs> sibling. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as the older sister, uh-huh. I'll get into business. Uh, so... We, Keke has a civil engineering background, I have a finance background, so we naturally were able to talk about how we're going to move forward um, in terms of her studies, my my career, and we then wanted, because we grew up in a family of business, my father was in construction and we're exposed to it a lot, so I helped out with the financial side and she would go on site with my dad and we then said, what are we going to do? What are we doing for ourselves? And 
we initially were in construction in 2013 and we did uh, general building work Mm. And that's mainly in Keke space, uh, being st- having that civil engineering background. And then in 2016 is when we then identified that we're spending a lot on bricks. And how about we get into another industry? Let's look at manufacturing. And we went into the manufacturing of cement bricks. Yeah. And Keke has always been interested in eco-friendly and looking at how about we do something different. Let's do something that's environmentally friendly, that's innovative. And we started doing research to see what exactly can we do that can set us apart, build the material, still being sustainable, still being environmentally friendly. And in the research that we were doing, we came across an article in Sri Lanka where rubbish had collapsed onto homes and it was polluting the environment. And they needed a two-fold solution. They needed something for to control the clutter, but they also needed a sustainable housing solution. Yeah. And that's when we looked at it to say, hey, how about we see how we can bring in plastic into manufacturing of bricks since we're already in that space and yeah it took a lot of prototyping at home (laughs) a lot of experimenting and yeah a lot of fights as well yeah Mm -hmm. i'm gonna bring in the civil engineer here okay (laughs) is anyone else doing this simply because now i'm hearing about research you know in other parts of in other parts of the world and ideas and prototyping is anyone else doing this to my knowledge, no. What is being done now, um, just to be a bit technical, so yeah. the brick does not have cement. Yeah. So what's being done now is they use cement together with plastic. Yeah. That's, that's the closest I can say, but ours that doesn't have cement. Yeah. And in the manufacturing process, we don't use water. It's the first of its kind. Huh. Okay. Now, I first came across the business, as I said at the start of the show, at uh, Engine's uh, Pitch and Polish event. And uh, Katie Bonnier was the one who actually came in and she did uh, quite a good presentation. And one of the things she did is she made judges pour water onto bricks. And I was like, okay, okay. And there was a wall on the stage and everything. Uh, what is the difference? Before I get into, you know, the childhoods and everything, what is the difference between, because now Buffalo Index, I, I had names of never heard before roman what 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 and you know stock this and that uh clay i know clay bricks i know cement bricks you know like how how big is the gamut here guys uh it's it's very big actually Mm. it's very big people are always experimenting Mm. and even when with us when we were doing the research we actually found a lot of different products and that's why we say to ourselves that we need to do something that's honestly gonna stand out Mm. and something that's very very different and it's close to our hearts Mm. you know and with me like she says i'm environmentally friendly so i'm always thinking of green homes and so we knew that our product has to be something strong but in the same time it has to have a huge impact like for as let's just say the cement brick cement stock brick in comparison to ours brick the cement stock brick normally has 7 mpa ours has 10 mpa Mm. so which means that ours can start building from foundation upwards and you can actually build um a single wall with the cement brick you normally have to do double wall and then it's the industry leading low water absorption <laughs> that you're talking about <laughs> that she did yeah. so um with the low water absorption it helps with the cement brick is very porous so meaning over time it becomes weak and brittle and that's how you see cracks over time yeah. so with our bricks it's because of the plastic element it's it's not porous so it it has a longer lifespan so we needed to make sure that we don't come up with just any like roman and whatnots that can just fall Jay, we come with something so particular and something so special. So, are you telling us that we've been building our houses wrong this entire time? (laughs) (laughs) We're telling you there's a new way of Ah. building a house. It's not that it was wrong or that's that's a sales pitch right there. You see. <laughs> uh, so just just coming back, I guess to you know back to the foundations. Um, you've already spoken about the fact that you guys, you know, uh, you're exposed to I guess the construction industry. Uh, you know, growing up and all that. But at what point did you guys decide that? Okay, um, y- you mentioned the story earlier on about how you were trying to figure out uh, what are we doing for ourselves. You started off in construction. And you said 2013 and all that but the decision to actually get into business together right was that a conscious decision or was that something that sort of just kind of happened it sort of kind of happened we're very close mm. we 
we've got a very good relationship as sisters and friends. So I think it was a natural progression in our relationship because initially when the business started, she was more hands-on on it because I was still studying at the time. And so she was running with it with my father helping. And then when I finished study, studying, that's when I went into it. And we just naturally knew we were going to work on it together. It was just not figuring out what's our way forward, what's our strategy, what do we want to do together. So who else is part of the business? It's just the two of us. Just the two of you guys. And how do you guys, you know, sort of split those roles and responsibilities? Or, you know, because I heard earlier on you said that in the prototyping phase, there were a lot of fights. So so I'm just wondering, like, how do you guys, you know, do it? Obviously, um, there's that skill. One is finance, one is, you know, on the civil side. But then apart from that, you know, how do you guys assign those responsibilities? I think uh, it's something that you go with the flow. I mm. think the benefit with both of us is nobody's restricted. Like she's not restricted to the finances. I'm not restricted to the engineering, the technical part. Mm. You know, we integrate everything. Like both of, both of us know from ground upwards in our in our company in our product. So it's 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 very tricky to say that you stick here, I stick here. That I think also the fact that we 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 friends and we sisters, we have this relationship where. It, you, we just learn to communicate. Mm. You know, we are very, we are a family that communicates well. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but we <laughs> we communicate, <laughs> and so it becomes easier. Like there's some projects that Kitty just overtakes, and I'm on them. Wow, okay, you're surprising me. I thought I should be figuring this out, but she she's drawing things, and I'm just like, okay, I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> so there's we we learn a lot from each other, and I don't think I can say that. We define roles that well, I think, because we have such a good relationship, because we've grown so much, and also from our upbringing, yeah. we, we were we we know that business is something that you cannot do alone. Mm. So you need all the help that you don't get. So we don't say that okay, you need to focus here. You need to do this. You know, like with the pitching thing, I was there with her all all the way through. You know, mm. I made sure that I sit there in front. Yeah. I take pictures. I yeah. motivate her. Yeah. We practice together. There's no like, you're here. Even when she was doing now in a pitching in Cape Town, she yeah. would call me like, okay, I need to practice now and I need to do this. Is this right? She was, she was pitching over the in. phone. I was pitching. I called her <laughs> and I was pitching to her. We set a time to say, if we this time to this time, we're going to yeah. practice the bridge. When I was done drafting it, I sent it to her to say, is this okay? And she said, I love it. Today morning, she was pitching to a business that we want to work with. She also called me and said, this is what I'm going to say. Is this okay? Are you happy? So we really do try to learn from each other. But like she said, we also try not to restrict one another because the thing with business is it needs to continue whether me or her are there or not. So tomorrow, God forbid, if I'm not there, she needs to still run the business or vice versa. So we try to make sure that whatever she does, I can do. Whatever I do, she does. I mean, just the way she's saying, I surprised her when I started doing the drawings, which is a technical thing. When I was talking to her and showing her the net profits and all these things, and she was like, oh yeah, no, I know this. Oh yes, this thing. We we try to make sure that we feed off each other yeah. and learn as much as possible so that even with the fighting and with the disagreements, we're able to still say, okay, Kitty, I think this is where this is not right or maybe let's try and do this better because we are trying to learn as much as we possibly can. Yeah. Now, I'd like to get both your takes um, on this next question. Um, I think, you know, for for those that, you know, if only we had a camera in studio, uh, you know, I wish people would see what's going on because uh, the ladies actually have their brother in the studio. And and interestingly, he's also uh, got a construction business and we're talking about the fact that there was a construction business growing up. So what type of lessons did you, this is a business show, you know, so what type of lessons did you guys learn about money you know because i feel like that's a it's a conversation that people don't like to have you know but it's a necessary conversation especially for people uh that decide to get into business so what type of lessons did you guys learn growing up you know growing up just around money yeah okay i think mine is a bit different okay i was always the one who's very ocd about money I made sure that I, I save, I never run out of money yeah. and I, I save too much that I don't spend, you okay. know. So with business, it taught me that you actually have to spend money to make money. Okay. I didn't believe that yeah. until, <laughs> until I lived it and it was very, very painful. Yeah. And it, show, it showed me to also value money. Sometimes we don't value money. I don't value money as much as I should, mm. you know. I know that it's something that you need. 
and you, it should be valued because when you value something you know how to use it wisely yeah. and for me it was just a matter of just being cautious you know just know that um, money is something very sacred and it's something that you should be wise you know especially in business because things can change instantly so you need to know how your finances are um we she had to help me with a budget so i had to budget everything that i was doing so whatever i was buying whatever i was getting i had to write it down mm. and we had to talk about it and we had to do a whole financial statement yeah. around it and that's yeah. where i learned the my responsibility guys, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> when i learned my 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 discipline around money and to give it the value that it needs yeah. you know and especially especially in business you need to know your money mm. Get it? We still get it wrong. <laughs> Just putting it out there. We still get it wrong from time to time. But um, I mean, I'm an auditor by profession. Uh. So I'm very, very, I, I take care of the rents and cents. Uh. So I make sure, and, and she knows we, part of the fight is stop withdrawing. Make sure you swipe so that we have record of what we spent on. If you're going to withdraw, make sure you keep a slip. You know, those things, making mm. sure that I think one of the things that I have learned, even with my father, because like I said, growing up, I would help my dad at his construction business, yeah. also doing some of the bookkeeping and stuff. What I've learned is you do not want to make a mistake with SARS. <laughs> whether you're an individual the you're small whether the taxman is always watching uh, whether you're an individual you're a small business you're a corporate mm. always make sure that you can account for every single cent and I think that is something that I instilled also in my father because I was very very meticulous to say where is the money how much came in what did we spend it on where are we now and till today it's something that I do with her as well that I Maybe that's one role that I've taken up is making sure that our books are in check because every single week, that's how bad it is. Every mm. single week, I pull our transaction history and I look at what was there and she knows I'll send her a message and say, there's a withdrawal of this amount. What is it? Mm. There's this amount that was spent. <laughs> Why did you not use your personal card? Uh. So I think it's what she said, valuing money. It's definitely valuing money, but it's also being very very meticulous with your money because ultimately businesses fail because we do not manage money it's not because an idea is not great or people are not working hard it's mm. simply because of the cash flow and sometimes it's not because you lack it it's because you lack the skills to take care of it and grow it and like you said you know you need to spend money you know yeah. you need to spend money to make money but it's how you spend it that matters so mm. what is it for me the lesson also is what is it that you're spending your money on whether yeah. you are a business whether you're in school whatever it is that you're spending your money on let it be something that does have a return and how do you measure that return you know mm. so a lot of my textbook knowledge is, <laughs> is feeding into how we run the business but it's also what i learned with helping my dad out and also in my personal finances i like i said we still fail a lot but we do make sure that whatever it is that we do wrong we then learn and say how do we fix this thing how do we improve it so that we do not become one of those where you say it failed because of lack of cash flow management okay uh, before we go to the before we go for a break, I just you know for for the benefit of our listeners because uh, you know they've heard Sasselberg, they've heard you know lessons <laughs> about money, uh, they've heard about um, you know porousness of bricks and the like. Um, KK, how do you make a brick? Like, oh, and, and, <laughs> and please simplify it okay, because she then gets into the engineer brain. Mm. <laughs> well. A cement brick or our brick? Your brick. Our brick is made with recycled plastic, yeah. sand, yeah. and other additives yeah. that you mix all together and you make this mixture, this perfect mixture, and you vibrate it and you compact it into the mold. Mm. And then that's where you let it cure for a couple of minutes and you have a brick. How is it different from a normal brick? The ones that we're used to, the clay and the the cement. Um, it's how it's made. You know, the, um, one thing we forget to mention is that we actually did not make just the brick, but we make the machinery as well to make ah, the brick. You know, so everything. Intellectual property. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm giving her the eye. Like, yeah. Don't too much. <laughs> mm. So um, it's very different because we had to have different machinery mm. um your cement brick like i said has cement it has water mm. so also that plays a huge factor in the difference of the brick and then it's also the vibration the vibration of the brick is more 
it's it's more than the cement brick because we need to we need to make it solid you know they they yeah no account i don't want to get too technical but <laughs> they shouldn't be air particles and stuff like that so you need to be very careful on the compaction mm. and also the the heating element you know you need to get your temperatures right mm. yeah and i think i'm gonna end there Okay. <laughs> now I've just been schooled heating elements, vibration, <laughs> sand, plastic. Yeah, no, we're learning a lot. Um we're in studio. Uh we're with the founders of uh, Ramtsilo. Uh and they're educating us about uh, you know what it means to be, you know, young people in manufacturing in 2019. Uh on the other side of this we're going to continue our conversation. Keep it locked. This is the business buzz. You're tuned to the business buzz. Business buzz. We are with uh, Keke Letso and Kedi Bone in studio for our brand new heavy for the month of October 2019. And uh, they are the founders of Ramsilo. They are uh, they're making an eco-friendly brick that is uh, using a different level of vibration in, uh, in its manufacturing process. It's a less porous brick um, and it means that you can build it with you know one line of bricks as opposed to two lines of bricks you know for your wall from the ground up see i'm learning some things guys <laughs> <laughs> now um uh, kitty i just wanted to bring you in to ask about the investment that you guys have actually made in the business i'm not sure i'm not sure how comfortable you are to share uh how much you guys have actually poured into the business because um i remember that at uh, pitch and polish you did uh mention how much you guys have put in and i was like wow <laughs> talk about putting your money where your mouth is <laughs> you know so i just wanted to you know maybe understand what the investment philosophy is on that end um how you guys are you know i guess allocating you know the capital simply because um when you talk to small business owners there was someone i was talking to earlier today and uh, she was saying to me that back in the day um until someone actually told her the business is money and her money were like one thing like there was no separation what it, what came in through the business she regarded it as you know just money for her life and life continued and uh, you know the grimaces on your face tell me that that is not the way you operate so can you just give us uh, what your philosophy is uh you know and how you guys actually came to that um so again drawing back from what i learned previously with working with my father mm. is you definitely have to separate business and your money and you tend to think you tend to sacrifice a lot for the business so that's what i did initially when we started everything i had i poured into the business because we were prototyping we're starting off and Geke was still in school so i had to pay for everything to get us going to get it tested the whole process so yeah. i had to find that so i had to let go of everything that was luxurious or material mm. so that we can get the business started and remember it was probably the most difficult thing because it was just an idea so she just came up and she's like let's try to do this thing but trying to do this thing and actually doing it <laughs> is expensive. <laughs> and I mean, if they call you and they say, we needed people to help us, even as much as my brother and my father were helping us, we also needed younger guys who would go and do the heavy lifting and stuff. Mm. So we had to pay people. We had to get the material. We we learned how to measure plastic, how to buy plastic, all these things. We had to buy a scale, you know, and so it's all these small mm. expenses. So at first i sacrificed everything that i had but then i came to her and i said you see the problem is with sacrificing everything like all your money in the one basket is then when you don't have money you start taking from there because mm. you haven't drawn mm. that separation mm. so then we had to sit down and say what are your expenses for the month what do you need versus what the business needs so prioritizing the business of course but then saying okay how do i cut back on these expenses let me close off this account so that i don't have to every month pay off let me maybe move out of this place and get a cheaper place so mm. that we can have more money flowing into the business taking care of the everyday expenses so early quite early on and that's why i said earlier that i would also till today still have that argument that don't withdraw from the business because we have to separate those even though her withdrawals are for business it's more for record keeping that i say that but it's important to distinguish your personal account from your business account and for us i mean to to date from the time we're at Pitch and Perfect, which was what, two, three months ago, mm. we invested over 700,000 now into the business. Mm. And this is all because we went through extensive marketing. We went through 
manufacturing and the reason again that we had to spend so much is it's something different so when you tested you tested more than once you take different samples you go to pretoria from sasselberg you go wherever you need to go to get the product tested by the right people yeah. because we're still trying to get that accreditation and every single bit of money goes into that process and you don't realize how much it is until we have to do those financial statements and try to sit down and say how much have we spent this month what are we looking at you know so that's how we picked up that we've actually spent this much money in the business it hasn't amounted to that <laughs> in terms of returns yeah. but it has amounted to that us knowing that we have a proper business we've started something and to and today i mean it's it's doing quite well we it's taking us to places mm. it's being recognized it's taking a bit longer but yeah we we're getting somewhere getting somewhere keke do you consider yourself an inventor <laughs> um yes okay yes <laughs> i i like i like building things mm. and i like developing things and i like being different you know and like to even the way i am <laughs> the way i dress i like being being different and unique so yeah. i would say i am an inventor an inventor and a creative oh uh, Somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> yeah. Can I, yeah. I think she's being modest. Okay. I really think she is. You yeah, know, there no, was no. a time when we were Lavish her. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking now as you yeah. ask this question, because we've never actually been asked that question. Mm. I think that's why she's also a bit modest. When we started, she she had like little labels written from a book and she'd say, this is the type of plastic we used here. This is how much sand we used. This is the additive one, mm. two and three. And she'll put it by the brick, put all of them, label the bricks. And then when we do the testing, she'll sit there and she'll write okay this is the outcome maybe we should try and do this differently mm. maybe the bottle caps have this issue you know so for me she in as much as we did this thing we started this thing together mm. I regard her as the inventor because over and above coming up with the actual idea she sat there and she checked every single detail of this break to a point where we said okay now we can take this thing to get tested now we can pay money to get this mm. thing tested let us before we get there let me let's let's work on this thing let me see how we can better improve let me see how we can get it more market ready before yeah. we spend money and because testing is quite expensive mm. so let me see how we can get there before we spend this money so i really do regard as an inventor mm. yeah that was powerful i thought, <laughs> I thought that in my head, I'm like, I wish my, like, I want my sister to talk about me like that. <laughs> uh, but something that I actually want to draw on from what you've just said is, uh, perhaps for some of our listeners, how important is it to actually protect your ideas? Because I feel like um, you, you often hear, you know, these horror stories of someone either tells their business idea or, you know, someone, you know, derives a certain concept from someone else and the original inventor doesn't get that credit or you know the ability to make money off of something that they probably spent a long time you know mm -hmm. testing developing and the like so can you just talk to us about that so it's i think i believe it's very important because right now we're living in a very innovative society we're living in a disruptive sorry the right word is disruptive yeah we different ideas are coming up so we need to protect our ideas it's just Understanding how to protect your idea is yeah. important as well because there's patenting, there's trademarking, there's all these different ways that I believe we need to be educated on because there's a guy who also invented something and we had a conversation with him because now we wanted to know how to protect our ideas. Yeah. And the first thing he, t the story that he told us was he went and he patented his idea. But the problem for him was you have to list exactly how you produce your product. Mm. And now if... Let's say I patent my idea and my idea, I have to list it. So I say ABC is how I pay, how I manufacture my product and I patent that. If you come and say ABCD is your idea, it's different to mine. <laughs> Already. Exactly. Just, and one whether, little, just one little thing. Even if your D doesn't even add any value to the product, yeah. it's different. So that's why we've got trade secrets. We've got what exactly you can patent so there's different things you can patent so it's and as much as it's, again it's an expensive exercise especially mm. for people who genuinely have an idea but do not have the cash it's a problem because sometimes you'll be approached and somebody will say i'll help you patent this idea mm. you go and you tell them everything and this person goes and does one thing different to your idea and it's no longer the same it's not regarded the same so it's important to protect your idea but 
get on to, I would say to people out there even if you don't have the money now we've got it's a digital age we live in yeah. get on to CIPC check the different types of we've got a wealth of information out there yeah. check the different types of idea protection that are out there mm. and look at whatever it is that you want to protect what is suitable for it before you go and spend money on attorneys and all these things because it, you do need a special lawyer to do yeah. the patents so there are different ways you can do it Coca-Cola for instance has a trade secret yes they, and a trade secret is not written anyway but look at how much money they're making yeah. versus somebody who can patent an idea. It's it's just what appeals, what, what works for, for your you. particular business or your particular idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As we round up the discussion, KK, I just want to bring you in and just ask in terms of the pitching, because you guys have done a lot of uh, a lot of pitches. Um, I, I'm now hearing around South Africa. Um, how have you felt about, uh, I guess, uh, the pitching circuit? Do you ever feel like you guys will come to a point where you're like, okay, we're done. I'm, I'm never having another elevator pitch ever again. Or, you know, are you still in the process of just enjoying, I guess, refining, you know, that business idea and how you communicate it to people? I think... Uh, with business we learned that you're always pitching wherever you are with whoever you're talking it could be just your conversation changes when you're in in when you have a company when you're an entrepreneur mm. you know your conversation you'll find yourself at a party the last time you went to a friend's party and i, I actually started pitching to people you know <laughs> so it's, it's it's something that that it's, it's something that you know that you have to do for a long time as an entrepreneur you yeah. know because you you never know who you're talking to mm. you know so you need to you need to i, I don't think pitching has a lifespan it's mm. something that you need to better you know mm. you need it's something that you need to know that this is a tool that i need to excel in mm. you know our biggest challenge uh, was the the language you know the language that we use because when we say to people we make a brick out of recycled plastic people are on some uh, maybe they're thinking lego you know but <laughs> I, these kids but what, do you, what are you doing <laughs> you know help that we look like kids exactly <laughs> exactly you're like wow, oh, my guys. house is gonna <laughs> melt and you're like <laughs> <laughs> so you need to know to use the right language. Uh, you need to know to use the right words yeah. that people can understand. You don't want to preach to somebody then they're just confused, you know. Mm. Or also they're not interested, you know. Also how you say it and your tone. I um Kitty speaks very fast and I tend to speak overboard, you know. Yeah. So those are things that we also had to so with with pitching we had to improve certain self qualities also. So Pitching is something that you never get rid of. Mm. And it's exciting. Mm. It's, it's very exciting. It's scary. I, I won't <laughs> lie. It's very scary. Yeah. But for me, personally, when I start speaking and I know what I'm saying and I'm comfortable with my product, I excel. You know, starting to, to, to talk is a bit difficult. But while when you're doing it, it it's easy for me while I'm speaking. Yeah. And to have this beautiful face next to me makes it extra easy. <laughs> so I, I, I think it's a tool that every entrepreneur every marketing guru mm. everybody in general needs to have you need to know how to speak right mm. you need to know how to present yourself you yeah. know we we learned that you are your brand yeah. you know so people need to see the integrity that you talk about okay. people need to see the strength that you talk about people need to see that you are capable of making a break mm. you know <laughs> so it's 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 pitching is a lifetime lifetime yes on that bombshell, we are just going to take a quick break and then we'll come to the end of the show. This is The Business Buzz. Mob Justice on The Business Buzz. This is The Business Buzz. We are coming to the end of today's episode. Our final question, this is our tradition uh, with all our brand new heavies. And I'm just going to allow you, you know, let's give you guys 30 seconds each. Um, what do you want your legacy to be? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. You start again. Okay, I'll start. Um, I am a dreamer. Mm. I'm a very big dreamer, mm. and I like I like going overboard. As much as I'm simple, I like going overboard. I I dream of having a big construction and manufacturing plant. Mm. I want to have hardware stores. I want to have plant hire. Mm. I want to have everything in construction and i also want to empower more entrepreneurs you yeah. know i wanna i like being the silent partner because i like i like speaking a lot i like motivating people and mm. i like getting people out of their comfort zone so mm. i am i'm a very 
opinionated person. Yeah. So um, I, I, I dream big. I, I always change and I always evolve. So my empire is just to excel, mm. be comfortable and be great. Like I know I'm a force to be reckoned with. Mm. And I'm going to make sure that everybody knows that, yes. you know. Anyway, anyhow, regardless of my height, mm. I will excel. <laughs> <laughs> I will reach all heights. <laughs> Kitty? Um, the most important thing for me is as a young black woman, mm. getting into a male dominated industry, we yeah. struggled. Yeah. We have had people ridicule us, we've had people tell us we're dreaming too big, we've had people doubt what we're doing. So everything that she said I definitely echo mm. all the plants and everything, all that dreaming big. But my legacy is I want to be known for empowering women. Yeah. So whether it's in South Africa, Africa, in the world, I want women to have a place where they can knock and say, I have a business idea yeah. without being expected to to do things they don't want to do, without being ridiculed, without being insulted, without being undermined. So mm. I want to be a force of woman emancipation and empowerment in everything that I do. One of my favorite sayings that I heard recently is, it's time for us women to get into the mainstream economy. Yeah. And if there's no space for you on the table, Bring your own table. Mm. I'm going to bring that table for us, woman. And with that, we've come to the end of today's uh, Business Buzz show. Thank you so much uh, to the ladies for coming through. Uh, we were in studio with uh, Keke Letso and uh, Kerry Bonnier, who are the founders of Ramsilo Manufacturing and Construction. And they were just giving us a roundup of their business, what drives them, what motivates them. My key takeaway is uh, on two particular fronts. Um, one... Um, getting into business with your family does not always have to be a disaster this thing can actually work out it can work as long as people have discipline and actually do what they need to do and then the other thing is just the fact that um you, if you take a bet on an idea it can actually work you know people you know you heard the amounts that have been spent here there was just an idea um there was a very scientific process that went in notes were taken um you know water was poured many times i'm pretty sure about that and <laughs> but uh, it's definitely worked out in the end so thank you so much for coming through you can let us know continue the conversation let us know um you know is this something you're going to be doing uh, if uh, you can share some of your business stories and tell us what you think of uh, the Ramsilo story on Facebook. You can find us that's our film of Voice of Vits, and then you can further find our other Facebook page that is the Vits Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, we're at VowFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. And you can also stream the station live on VowFM.co.za. Remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz show are available on Vits.journalism.co.za. Thank you so much to our amazing team. Our technical producer is Kotlano Serame, together with our executive producer Simba Honde and Glory Mabuza. Don't miss the business bus same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of business. Next up, we have uh, the team from Living Electro. Uh, they're already in studio, getting ready, you know, to get things, uh, you know, rocking just as we are about to get into the weekend. Uh, so that's been it for today. So for myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Kavaza, and the rest of the team, it is good evening and take care. The, the business bus. The Business Buzz Podcast.